This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we'll go out to the Around Fuels and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. Truly steps beyond convenient. Then we'll find one of the hottest heavyweight contenders out there, Jarrell Big Baby Miller. He's fighting Jared Washington coming up in Brooklyn at the end of the month at the Barclays Center. Jarrell, give me a, give me a, a sense of how excited you got to be for, to be fighting in front of Brooklyn. That's got to be a big deal for you. Uh, most definitely, you know, it's been a while since I've been able to fight in New York, much less even fight in, 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 in Brooklyn. So, you know, it's definitely a, a monumental moment for me in my career. But, you know, when you fight in Brooklyn, you got to catch a Brooklyn beatdown. So, we got we to gotta book this uh, West Coast behind. <laughs> now, Joe Washington's last fight was against Deontay Wilder. Uh, a lot of people gave him some props for hanging in there before he took a devastating, devastating knockout. What did you make of that performance from him and uh, and the fight with Deontay? I mean, yeah, like I said before, you know, uh, you know, he he was doing good, but it's the first time I've seen somebody who get praised so much for getting knocked out in the sixth round, you know. And he he felt like he's gonna he has the the new new tools uh, to beat me because he got knocked out in the sixth round. He went to camp with Vladimir one time. When I've done went to camp eight times uh, with the Kitschkos and I and Gianti can hit me with a hand, handful of right. So it's gonna, it's gonna be kind of funny, you know. He said he's he's mostly always ran in most of his fights. But he told me he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna bring the fight to me, which I doubt it. You know, Mayor Mansoor, uh, six foot, uh, two hundred twenty pounds, backed him up. Uh, Eddie Chambers, uh, five foot eleven, uh, two hundred twenty pounds, backed him up. Now six four, two eighty, three hundred pounds. You're gonna back me up, okay, buddy? We're gonna see about that. We're talking to Jarrell Miller. So, Jarrell, I mean, you 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 have such a extensive background, boxing, kickboxing, and you've also, I mean, sparred with the likes of the Klitschkos, but you've also been in there with some of the UFC's best. How, how beneficial do you find that, man? It seems like you just you, you you almost go to the buffet line as far as what training camps you can go and picking knowledge from everywhere. Is that is that something by design, and you don't want to stay too stagnant? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to travel around. I hate sitting still. You know, I think as a man, we're not meant to stand still in one spot. You know, what I mean, we're meant we're, we're meant to kind of like adventure and, and and learn different things. You know, and and then bring it back and and you know use and take what you can from it. Um, you know, word travels fast. You know, once I hit a gym and I start training and spar with one guy, you know, the trainers find out, they tell the other trainer, and then I end up sparring with their guys, and I end up moving around, you know. So sometimes I'll be on vacation just in the gym training and I end up picking up a check for beating up on some guys, you know. So it's pretty it's pretty funny to me, you know. But, uh, you know, I've definitely learned a lot in, the, in all sports, and I know what I bring to the table. Well, uh, we're down here in Miami. My guy Shannon Briggs, uh, love Shannon, and sure. I, I saw I saw you like that's kind of like my first time I got a chance to catch attention. I was like, oh look at this guy, he's going to uh, he's going to the heavyweight factor. That's kind of cool. And I mean, man, you seem like you were you were getting into it. You got into it with uh, with uh, I believe it was Trevor Bryant and, and uh, Bermain Stavern. Like you were you weren't ha- uh, afraid of making your presence known there. No, that's, that's that's part of what it is. You know, me and Trevor Bryant are cool now. You know, Bermain uh, Stavern, he a punk. Uh, you know, Shannon Briggs is like big uncle. You know, I'm always calling, asking for advice and stuff like that. But he 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 know what it is, man. When we step in the building, man, we we gonna put on. You know what I mean? Is you gonna call my name? Be ready for war, man. It's that simple. You know what I mean? Those, those don't think I'm not. It's gonna be unanswered. You know, I'm a fighter. 
you're a fighter. You got hands and I got hands. And I mean, let's see who the best man win. And guarantee I'm going to knock somebody out. How do you feel like it is these days, man? Because you seem like you're you're a man who's about the action. Like you'll 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 definitely if, if somebody's gonna call you on social media, you're going to to go about it because it's so it, it's never been easier these days to to pump up a fight as far as you know Twitter beefs or Instagram beefs. But you know, I, I think a lot of fighters probably think there's not gonna be repercussions for that. Are, are you uh, are you finding that that you know guys will be easy about talking the trash, but not exactly be willing to back it up? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, a lot of Twitter fingers out here, you know. I mean, Deontay had a bully a couple of years ago, you know, on Instagram and Twitter, and he was quick to go defend, to go beat up that guy in a sparring session. But now we got real fighters calling him out, ready to jump in that ring with him, and he, he he's nowhere to be found, you know. But like I said, you, you got to put yourself in a, in, a, in a position so these sanctioning bodies hear you, meaning you can sell tickets and you're making fans um, scream, scream your name. And that's what we're trying to do right now. And when we get to that point, you know, everybody's going to know. Well, that's yeah. That's one thing I found frustrating. You know, again, to talk to to Shannon Briggs a lot down here. You know, when he put so much behind uh, fighting David Hay on social media and, and chasing him down in, in London, and then when time came to fight, he wasn't there. You know, the same thing. Same thing with Deontay Wilder. And and it's I find it frustrating as a fan watching you guys because man, we get so excited behind these things, and then it kind of feels like either it's a promoter or the fighter or somebody it, it gets taken away from us because. Man, you you do get this uh, this hype behind it, but then all of a sudden, all the work is 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 for naught. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's hard, man. Sometimes you know boxing can really, really you know be rough on, on the mental state. So you gotta have a good team behind you, and you know you guys just gotta keep pushing, gotta keep working, man. You can't leave all your eggs in one basket. So what do you think? What, what do you think, man? What's the long term plan for you, Jarrell? You you got this big fight coming up in Brooklyn. You're on a big card, the Broner Mikey Garcia card. Um, you get this win. What what is the term? You got you talking. If I'm talking to you in in another six months, where do you want to be? If I'm talking to you another twelve months, where do you want to be? First, we're not talking about if we get this win. We're talking about when I get this win. And then uh, we're looking at something probably October, November, and the Deontay Wilder on the card. And um, you know, and then hopefully looking at the title shot earlier next year. You know, when one of these fake title holders are, you know will be in the, in the top three, top two, and uh, you know we make it happen. Who's uh, who do you think is going to be the first on your target list as far as getting a title? Who do you think you can actually um, get in there with? It's probably going to be between Deontay and Joseph Falco for sure. And you think you as far as Deontay, like he's in this interesting position. You know, he's just coming off the the injury, um, but in the midst of that time, Anthony Joshua really blew up because of the Klitschko fight. Tyson Fury's kind of been uh, been missing because of all the the mental stuff, the drug stuff. Um, what do you make of Deontay kind of in this heavyweight picture? Do you think he belongs up at, at top, or do you think you see a lot of holes there? I mean, a lot of holes. I mean, he, he got there. You know what I mean? He fought, he, he fought 30-something bums, and then, and then uh, you know, he, he ran into a, a Stavern that just wasn't up for it that night, which is, you know, Stavern's problem. But, you know, he took advantage of it, and he, he got the belt. So, I mean, I guess you can't say he belongs there, but, I mean, he hasn't fought any really, worthy, you know, fight-worthy opponents, really, you know? He's fight Jerome Washington just now because Jerome Washington is a nice, humble guy. So I think he deserves a title shot. Get the F out of here. How did Gerard fight get a title shot? And he's no way even ranked in the top 15 of any of the sanctioning bodies. And three days, four days before he fights Jerome Washington um, for the title, they, WBC puts him in the top 10 ranking. Right? Come on, man. Like, it's just BS, bro. But like I said before, you know, it, it, these guys, can, they're going to run as long as they can. But sooner or later, it's, people are getting tired of them. People are getting tired of Deontay. You know, everybody's getting tired of Deontay, and that's the funny part.
We're talking to Jarrell, Big Baby Miller. You guys can catch him. He's going to be July 29th at the Barclays Center. He's taking on Gerald Washington as he's marching to try and get that heavyweight title. Um, your, your background in kickboxing. Tell me a little bit about the transition to boxing. Did you find it easier uh, now that, you know, having to deal with, you know, four points of attack rather than the, than just the two hands? How, how is the, the, the great difference in, in the two sports? I mean, most definitely, you know, it's going to be easier to transition from kickboxing to boxing than a boxer transition to kickboxing. You know, the, it, it, it's, 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 I always still, I do boxing sparring now because it's always going to be harder to dodge, you know, eight and six limbs, which is knees, knees uh, kicking and punching, and sometimes some guys throw elbows. So dodging that compared to just two hands is a, is a, is a different level of difficulty. So even now when I'm preparing for a boxing fight, I still do kickboxing sparring where guys were allowed to kick, you know, above the waist and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's not hard for me because I've been doing it for so long. Um, for somebody else, most definitely, it's going to be hard as hell. Do, do, do you find, like, when you go into to these these training sessions, because you said, like, you, you know, the word spreads fast, but when you initially go there and you have the rep, ah, oh, it's the kickboxer, do the boxers take you seriously, and, and how long does it take them to realize they got their hands full? Um, they, take me, they take me dumb serious. First of all, as soon, soon as they see my side, and they, and, they, and they see me pull out my equipment, and they say, let's just get it on, they already know what it is. They know what it is. And I am not minute I crack them. They're like, holy this is not just that, another, you know, wannabe or something. You know what I mean? They know. They know. They know. Trust me, they know. You know what I mean? Talking to Jerome Miller, he's taking on Gerald Washington, July 29th. Let me get your, your opinion of the, the heavyweight division right now. It has been a, a very good, you know, year especially like it, it looked it felt like in 2015 it was really skyrocketing in 2016 it really flattened out but it's 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 on the way back so what do you see now Gerald as as the as the opportunity of what this can really be do you think that if the heavyweight division really does come back somebody like you is atop the division do you think it really can truly bring boxing back to that next level oh yeah most definitely I mean you understand it's all about the stars the stars is what make make boxing alive you know the England put so much money and publicity behind a mute fighter, which is Anthony Joshua, and, you know, England is going excited for that. You know, we have Deontay, but he's, he's, he's exciting to a certain extent. You know, he's not the most marketable guy, but, you know, America loves drama more than anywhere else, you know, and Deontay's drama, but not really in the ring. He, he's, he's, like, mediocre, to tell you the truth, you know, but they have to find out one star in America where all the fans can jump behind and follow, you know, and I'm, trust me, I'm that guy. What do you think about the situation with Tyson Fury? You think if he comes back, he's going to be the same guy, and, and and or do you think this is too much, too long a layoff for him to actually have success? No, I don't think it's too too long a layoff. I think he's still young. You know, what I mean, uh, you know, and he had. It's not like he's coming like dead broke where he has no resources. You know, the main thing is you have he has a good team. They know him, and then um, you know, he takes his time and get the get the weight back down. You know, uh, I seen him a couple three four months ago when he was about almost three sixty. You know, and it takes a little while to get it off. But I feel like, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be back. You know, I think he'll definitely definitely cause some drama, you know. And uh, that's what the heavyweight division needs. And uh, I think it'll be fun. I've seen on your Instagram, you, I mean, you've met a lot of, of the who's who, you know, Tyson, Mayweather, Holyfield, uh, Riddick Bowe. Who is somebody you, you've gotten to meet in the sport, maybe somebody you watched up, uh, growing up and you idolize or maybe somebody that, you know, you, you model yourself up and you, you were just blown away with the experience. It, 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 it topped what you expected it would be getting to meet that individual. Uh, me, uh, it would definitely be uh, Tyson, Holyfield, and Riddick Bolt. You know what I mean? I mean, and um, chilling with those guys and Michael Moore, you know, and hearing these guys talk about old stories, 
of them sparring each other and coming up in the amateurs and cracking jokes. It's it's, it's, it's it's funny, you know, like watch these guys on TV, you know, and trying to kill each other and then they're cracking jokes with each other. Like, you know, it's like the fight never, kind of never happened, you know. It's, it's, it's dope, you know. It's, it's, I mean, that's the most humbling, you know, experience, you know, just sitting there and talking with these guys and, you know, cracking a joke and, you know, just taking off of that, you know. So, I mean, that's definitely something I, I definitely put in the books. Was there any piece of knowledge you took from any of those guys, that one that just particularly stood out? Um, I think Riddick was always trying to show me how to turn up my body shots more because the minute he sh- he seen my body shot, he's like, your body shots look really familiar. I said, yeah, from Big Star, do it now. And he's like, oh, shit, I, I know not familiar. You know what I mean? Because my trainer grew up, with his, um, grew up with him, you know, so they all grew up in the same boxing gym and Big Star Boxing in Brooklyn. So, you know, he seen my style was very familiar. And when he seen the footwork, he was like, damn, this kid got something. So, you know, it, I, you know, I think the jazz and body shot with Riddick, you know, definitely. And then from strength, strengthening drills I took from uh, Michael Moore, you know, from those guys down there. Joel, best of luck, man. Uh, coming up at the end of July, we'll be watching for sure. You sound pretty certain you're going to get this one in the books. You ever back down South Florida, stop by the studio, all right? I appreciate it, man. No problem. See you, buddy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.